The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Thanks for joining us, whether that be live or on demand, on Voice America and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, I'd be grateful if you could rate us and leave a comment. You know, I'm committed to bringing you the most up-to-date information and guest experts to help you reclaim your freedom and create your ideal business lifestyle. Today we're taking a deep dive on vetting your team and why this is so critical and how to do it. In my experience working with hundreds, probably thousands of business owners now, this is one of the most poorly done and costly exercises a business owner or leader or manager does. With the best of intentions, we often make mistakes hiring, training and managing teams. Studies show that choosing the wrong candidate can cost in excess of the yearly salary for that person. In this week's episode, Sandra Bravo candidly shares what you need to know when vetting your team. Sandra openly admits she made every possible mistake anyone could make in order to find out what works best. And I think I went to that same school too. What Sandra is going to share today will save you the cost and pain of making those mistakes. You'll also learn Sandra's secrets for completing reference checks. It's not the same as everyone else. As well as learn how to hire for attitude and train for skill and why personal development and mindset training for your team will get you far better results. Finally, Sandra is going to share her secret system for conducting quarterly reviews. If you're a leader or manager, then this is a must-listen interview if you want to avoid hiring the wrong people. Right, Sandra? That's correct, Shirley. (laughs) It will be interesting to hear Sandra's comments after I share my story of recently recruiting a new staff member. And I'm very interested to hear what Sandra has to say. You see, I wanted some IT help, so I rang the local university to see if they knew anyone, because what I found is that networking can be a really good source of referrals for similar kinds of people. The ladies were really helpful and told me they would send the job details to their international student division, and I thought, oh, okay, well, as long as they're legally allowed to work in Australia. A few days later, I received my first and only application. I later found out that out of a starting class of 40, in fact, only two had completed the course in the time frame and graduated, and thankfully, my guy was one of them. I met with the candidate at a local shopping centre to see if we could connect, and I asked him to tell me how he came to be in Australia, and I was impressed. He was doing what he could to improve himself and his opportunities in life. I asked him to complete a profiling questionnaire we use and to come to our home office for a second interview. 
At the end of the interview, I told him, I don't really know if you're any good with computers. I have no idea how to test this. I guess we'll find that out. But I do like your attitude and work ethic and desire to learn. So I'll offer you the position and we'll teach you how to use the program we use. I asked him for the names and details for some referees and when I called one referee, he could hardly remember him. Unfortunately, his current boss sang his praises loud and long. Starting out as a delivery driver for a local pizza shop, he was now the manager and knew how to do almost every job in the organisation. So I guess you could say this is a classic example of hire on attitude and train for skill. Although I do hope he has more skills than I do in this area or we're in big trouble. So let's hear from our guest expert what Sandra has to say. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Sandra. Originally from Mexico and living in Australia for the past 13 years after travelling around the world for three years by herself, former business manager for one of the largest chains of travel agencies in the world, creator and founder of Amazing Ladies Leadership, general manager for marketing online and lead trainer for T. Harbecker, Sandra Bravo has an amazing passion for leadership that will totally change your energy and focus. Sandra is a master when it comes to attracting the right people and motivating and inspiring them to succeed. Becoming heavily involved in her own personal development and focusing on her own inner growth and self-awareness, she's now a member of the Association of Transformational Leaders. Sandra has become an extremely successful role model, coach and mentor for business owners and leaders who want to create their ideal lifestyle. She now lives in luxury, travels the world, runs retreats and raises two beautiful daughters. Sandra Bravo really is amazing. So Sandra, I know this is a big thing for you, hiring for attitude and training for skill. What comments have you got about this? Yeah, well, uh, let me tell you, Shirley, that when you hire for the skill and then later you find that they have the wrong attitude, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about that. You can't change a person's attitude. You can't teach them how to have a good attitude. So, unfortunately, I learned that after uh, a few mishires where I realized, oh, yeah, they might be very good with the computer, but, you know, the negative, they don't know how to treat the client, they complain about everything, you're in a team meeting and they're the ones that oppose to everything you say. And, unfortunately, having negative attitude is contagious. Mm -hmm. So, once you have one in the team, it's really easy to spread the poison across the office. So that's when I learned, you know what, if I have someone who's enthusiastic, who's willing to learn, who is a whatever-it-takes person and they want to grow and expand, then you can easily teach them any skill. And it doesn't have to be you because, as you said, maybe you don't know how to do it, which is why you're hiring them. Mm-hmm. But if you have someone that can train them or, you know, teach them what they have to do, at least, you know, once they have the right attitude, you can teach them anything you need and you know in flight center that's what we did we looked for their attitude and then we put them through a very intensive training for three months but the most important thing was their attitude and you, you know I just recently went through uh, looking for my um, executive assistant and I got like 50 applications and out of them I just interviewed three or four mm-hmm. and the first one that I interviewed you know her attitude, she wanted to leave her country and travel around the world like she had aspirations and dreams and desires. And when I told her what I did, she got really excited because it's something that resonates with her. And so when I said, do you know how to do this? She was like, 
No, but it's not a problem. I can learn. I can Google it. There's many resources. Like, you know, I realized that she was resourceful and she had that happy attitude. And, you know, I'm willing to get up at 3 in the morning if the times don't suit for the meetings in U.S. And I went, wow, that's the perfect person for my team. And, you know, she's been amazing because I realized her attitude was the best thing. And we've been teaching her all the other things in terms of the skills. But, you know, there she is at three in the morning on a team meeting and learning and getting excited and nothing is too hard or too difficult for her. And what a dream person to have, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And so how would you um, suggest our listeners, if they're looking to hire people and thinking about hiring on Attitude, how would you suggest that they could actually test for Attitude? Is there a question that you would ask or something that they would get the applicant to do? Yeah, so normally we ask things like, you know, what's your victory in the last 24 hours? Or what's the best thing that happened to you in the last 24 hours? And you get it straight away. Those people that have trouble coming up with it, oh, well, I don't know, nothing is special. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that tend to see the world through those glasses of negativity. Mm-hmm. The ones that go, oh, and they just give you, it doesn't matter, a little victory, a little success. You know, I went to the park for a walk with my dog or anything. You can tell it straight away. They're the people that see the world through those glasses of positive and enthusiasm and, you know, instead of complaining. When you're asking questions, you know, what was the thing that made you leave your last job or things like that, you will, with their answer, you will see straight away if they are a victim trying to blame everyone else. You know, my boss was like this or the environment was like that then you know they're the ones that externalize and blame and they tend to be the victims and they're the ones with the negative attitude versus, you know, I wasn't growing anymore, I felt limited, uh, it was a small business so there was no room for me or, uh, you know, those type of comments, then you know, oh, okay, this person wanted more and bigger, which is what made them look for something else. Mm-hmm. You can ask them things like, you know, what were the things that you appreciated the most in your team or how did you get along with your team members? How did you handle conflict within your team? And with their answers, you know, you can, I'm a very intuitive person, but you can really tune into the words that they use. How do they communicate? And they give you very clear signs as to whether they're a positive person or with negative attitude. And that's something that's really important, isn't it, is that um, attitude, and unless you happen to be a boss, but none of our listeners would be like that, uh, that, <laughs> that blames everybody else and doesn't take responsibility. But as I say, our listeners aren't like that. That's why they're here. They're wanting to learn. And so there's some great points there about um, why did you leave your last job, whether they're showing up as a victim or taking responsibility, or what was their victory in the last 24 hours. I love that question because if, the, if they can understand that um, and they're aware of it then again you're showing that you are a positive person I really like it and and how to handle conflict and you know people often I've found when they're interviewing people they're asking about their skills and the experience and as you say that's really not the important thing sure we want them to be able to do the work like our IT guy god I hope he can (laughs) but even if he can't I'm sure like your person he can learn and um, so just uh, quickly what would you have done with regard to checking his references well that's a, a, a topic to go into depth but I will just tell you quickly that instead of just asking for the references I ask them 
okay, I'm going to ask these three questions to your references. What do you think they will answer? So that's a really good point to see if they are on track. What they think that person would say about them matches what that person is actually going to say about them. Plus also, you're going to get to see if, you know, they're telling you the real reference, the real truth, or they're just sending you a friend. Because when you ask them what do you think they're going to say, it'll be very interesting to see if they are aware of their own weaknesses and strengths. Instead of asking them what's your weakness and strength, it'll be interesting to see what they say from the other person's point of view. Okay, well, that sounds really juicy. So what I'm looking forward to then is that we will come back and find out what those questions are and talk more about that. So what would you do with regard to checking your references? I'm Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. We're going to take a short break and come back with Sandra Bravo. Be with you soon. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific. Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. We've been talking with Sandra Bravo, and Sandra has been sharing with us why it's critical to vet your team and how to do it. And Sandra has a really interesting way of checking references. So unlike what we would normally do where we would ring the referee, Sandra said just before we went to break that she would ask the candidate for the names of three references 
And then she would tell them three questions and say, how do you think your referee will answer this? So let's find out what those three questions are. Sandra. Okay, so the first one is, let's just make up a name for Peter. Mm-hmm. Do you think Peter's strengths are? Number two is, what do you think Peter's weaknesses are? Or, you know, the things that he was good at and not good at. And what's the reason he left? Mm-hmm. Now, you're asking the person you're interviewing, okay, out of your three references, give me the names. So, let's say the first one is Ali. Okay, what would Ali say? How do you think Ali's going to answer to these questions? So, the person you're interviewing you will tell you. However, you then, so you're going to take notes, and then once you speak to those three people, you're going to match them up. That way you can see how aware they are and honest with themselves. But another thing is, this is where you're going to check how responsible and reliable they are, Shirley, because I'm going to ask them, okay, I want you to reach out to your three references, and you're going to set up a time for a call with me. So Peter is going to have to reach out to Mary, to Ali, and to Wendy, and say, okay, Sandra uh, is going to call you to check my references. Can you talk to her on Thursday at 10, Thursday at 10.30, and Thursday at 11, you know, back to back. And so the person you're interviewing has to organize all of that. You're not going to be running around checking people for references. So you're going to see how reliable they are because if he's telling you, okay, Wendy's ready at 10.30, on Thursday you're going to ring Wendy on Wednesday at 10.30 and you're going to ask her exactly those three questions. So they need to show up. He's going to have to be chasing those people and making sure, he's going to be stressed making sure those people show up for the call with you because otherwise it's going to look bad on him. So can you see already how much responsibility and for some of them the stress you're putting onto them to see how reliable they are and then to see how accurate they are with the responses on how they think other people see them, which is very different to how do you think you see yourself. You might see yourself like I'm reliable, and interestingly enough, the other three people might say something different. So you want to see how they think other people perceive them. And is this making any sense? Oh, I love it. We, we have a profiling tool where we can test um, people's reliability score and responsibility score, but I love that you're getting the candidate to do it because what we know is that interview is the least reliable form of recruitment because people tell you what they think you want to hear, which is not always the truth. And so what you're doing there is you're actually getting them into action and making sure that they are carrying through. So you're testing reliability, you're testing responsibility, you're putting them under some stress, you're checking for their self-awareness to see if what they say matches what the referee would say. And you also said previously that if they're giving you friends, then that's going to show up as well and that they organise it. I mean, I've never heard of this before and I love it. In fact, I'm going to be recommending it to all of my clients from now on and doing it because you really are testing it in an action-based way. So they either do or they do not. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That was fabulous. And that on eliminates 50% of them and you didn't waste your time trying to talk to, you know, 20 people for references. If you had five candidates, that alone I bet you will get rid of three. It was too much. It was too hard for them and they couldn't set it up. Okay, so that's an important point there. So you're not leaving it to the one that you think you're going to choose. You're actually giving that to a couple of candidates to do. 
Yeah, look, sometimes you might have the obvious person, right? But sometimes you're indecisive between two or three that, as you said, they're good at the interview. Mm-hmm. But you said it very clearly, you know, that's the worst way to hire someone. I, I know it happened to me once in flight center. This girl was amazing and the interview went fantastic. Oh, my God. Once I hire her, everything was for me, the victim, she did, she said. And I was like, what a mistake. But, you know, she was so good at talking. And uh, ever since, I made them come and do a full day trial, non-paid. You come and work with us for a day. So that way I can see how they relate to the team, how they pick up the phone, how they talk to the clients. You know, but that was on a, on a, a brick and mortar type of business. Obviously, these days, a lot of us are entrepreneurs that work from home, so you can't say to them, come and work for me for a day. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them are in other countries. You know, I know my team is made up of every single country around the world. So um, this way, it's a very good way to narrow your mm-hmm. candidates. One of my clients just recently was all, almost ready to offer someone a position and then he checked out her Facebook page and he looked at it and he said, oh, wow, the pictures were so totally inappropriate. So as a result, um, she didn't get any further with the application and you know she could have been a good team member but people don't seem to realize that putting this stuff out on Facebook uh, really makes a difference and you know I've seen some Facebook posts where the people are sitting there bagging out their employer and you think what? (laughs) I agree and that's a really good way to see how they live in their personal life you know it's like if you're hiring a a cleaner or a babysitter and you go and interview them in their own house so that way you see if they're neat, if they're clean, their habits. So same with Facebook. Going into Facebook allows you to see people's personal lives and their habits or, uh, you know, if they're putting, as you said, pictures that are inappropriate or comments that are inappropriate. It's a very good way to, to gouge how people live behind the scenes. Oh, yes. And I I had somebody contact me via Facebook that I hadn't been in contact with for, I don't know, 10 or 20 years and they'd moved away and they'd found me somehow and they said, oh, hi, Cheryl, you know, looking good. How are you going? Connect. So I thought, oh, I'll just go on and have a look at their Facebook page. And this was a, a man. And oh my goodness, the language that was on the Facebook page and, and against the government and against this. And I just looked and I thought, mm, <laughs> we'll just go delete <laughs> and, and just pretend that we didn't get that email or, or notification. So yeah, very important. Um, Sandra, you also, when you recruit new team members, tell me that they must send a written report daily for the first 30 days and to the whole team. So that's an interesting twist. Can you tell us more about this, please? Yes, absolutely. And when I mean the first 30 days, it's obviously working days, so whatever they might mm-hmm. be, like Friday or whatever. So think about the amount of accountability with this, Shirley. Mm-hmm. So you have to email the entire team to tell them, uh, you know, just briefly what you did today. But you have to tell them what challenges did you face today, what questions do you have, and what success did you have. So what happens is, let's say you had to ring a client yesterday, you know, and the success might be like, oh, I, I get a little nervous, but my success was that I managed to ring the client and we had a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your challenge? My challenge is that uh, I'm, I'm really stuck in setting up my um, eye contact account. And the question might be, you know, how do I 
send a test to myself before I broadcast an email. I'm, I'm thinking of internet marketing, right? Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, the question could be to anyone in the team. So it's going to save a lot of time because everyone is getting them. So whoever is the stakeholder for that area is going to answer her question. And number two, the obstacle or um, challenge that she had today could become the success for tomorrow. So if today she didn't know how to send a test from eye contact before broadcasting the list, tomorrow might be like, oh, I managed to send the test and broadcast to the whole list. So it builds their confidence because they get to celebrate the little things, which is something we don't do often. And the whole team gets to acknowledge them. You, you know, they might get a little, wow, well done, you theater, Or, you know, just a two-word thing. Imagine how much that does for their confidence. And remember, the better self-esteem and confidence, the better they're going to perform for you in your business. And number two, it holds them accountable because they know if they miss one day, they're out. That's how strict we are. 30 days is your test. You have to send this daily email or you're out. So the amount of accountability, again, if they can't cope with that, Shelly, that's a very good indication of this person has a very small threshold for stress. And any business is a stress. You might come into a launch or, you know, bringing out a new product or going into franchising or expanding anything you might be doing. And if this person is not going to be able to handle the stress that comes with it, the last thing you want them to do is quit in the middle of your launch or in the middle of your opening the new business or the new expansion or whatever you might be doing. Because then you're going to be stressed out of your brain where you don't have time to be recruiting someone right in the middle of it. So you want to find out earlier on how is the threshold for stress. And if being held accountable by a whole team every day for 30 days, that's a massive thing. So if they can't deal with it, it's like, I better know now that in the middle of my launch in three months. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And it also engages the entire team into the recruitment and induction of the person. I mean, everybody then has a vested interest in this person succeeding. And I love that because often when I've seen people recruit, it's the leader or the manager who does the recruiting and then the team find out later, oh, well, we've got this person and they may or may not like them or be interested in them but wow I really love that and and I was just having a bit of a smile to myself thinking about some of the people that I've worked with and I thought "Mm, I wonder how they would go even if we had to do it ourselves to uh, email the team for our own accountability for 30 days I mean wow can you imagine how much more teamwork that would involve and also productivity and efficiency because as you say now you are being held accountable and it's transparent you know you can't make it up I love it the learning curve for that person is going to be huge because any questions are going to get answered from anyone in the team and the other team members they feel important Shelly because it's like you're having a say on this I'm involving you it's like you're also vetting the new person so you know you kind of um building them and empowering them because they feel important. And um, when you think about it, Shelly, for me, it's all about leverage. So whenever I think about an activity I want to do, first of all, I have to think, okay, what's something that involves the least amount of human effort? So I don't want her to get on a call and call me every day because that's going to take my time. 
but sending an email is anyone, everyone is going to read it when they have time. So when I say leverage, I mean I choose an activity that is going to do many things at once. And by doing these daily reports for 30 days, as I said, you're teaching them to be held accountable. You're checking the threshold of stress, how much stress can they handle. You're answering all of their questions and not you, but by using everyone in your team and you're making your team members feel important. And most importantly, you're making this new person appreciate the job because it's been such a tough process that they are really appreciating it. Sandra, let's continue with that. We're going to take a quick break and listen to some of our sponsors and we'll be back shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. We're back. I'm Shirley Dalton and I'm talking with Sandra Bravo. And if you've been listening to us this morning, I'll bet you've got a notepad full of notes because I know I have. Now, I've been consulting for years, 10 years, in fact, and more. And and Sandra is sharing things today that I've not heard of. And they are just fantastic. And one of those is having your new recruit send a an email every day for 30 days to the entire team. And that's 30 business days. And if they miss one day, they're out. Now, how good is that to find out about accountability and those questions to 
talk about is the challenges that the person is seeking, any questions and then successes. And what that does is it allows Sandra to leverage her time to empower the team and to celebrate the successes uh, amongst a few other benefits. And uh, we ran out of time just at the last one. So Sandra, if you wanted to add anything to some of the benefits for doing this, please go ahead. Sure. So just to recap, Shirley, I was saying that it's important to choose an activity or an action you're going to do that leverages so that you can get many different things into one. So in this case, a 30-day report is allowing the new recruit to appreciate and value the new job because it's been so hard already that they really uh, value it. They don't take it lightly and they don't think they can just move on quickly. Quickly. And for your team members, you are allowing them to feel important because you're letting them vet the new candidate and they are part of the email that you get every day. You're answering all of your recruits' questions and not yourself, but anyone in the team. And obviously, you're putting them through the process of being held accountable by others and to check the threshold for stress. How much stress can they handle at once? So as you can see, emailing reports 30 days gives you five things that you can do in one. And to me, that's productivity and that's leverage. I love it. So I'm, I do hope, listeners, that you wrote those points down. And if you miss it, then you can replay this on demand on voiceamerica.com because what Sandra is sharing today is absolute gold. Now, Sandra, something else that you're really into is personal development and mindset training. And you say that it's important you'll get much better results from your staff. What do you mean by that? Yes, so typically in the meetings, uh, Shirley, I sometimes give them a chapter to read. So if I'm reading a book or something that, you know, was very valuable, whether it was for the business or personal development, I send them the copy of that chapter and I say, you have a week to read it and then we can talk about it at the next meeting. So what it does in my experience is when you involve mindset and personal development, you are empowering your staff members to, with tools for them to have a better life in the personal The better mm-hmm. life is in a personal level, so their health, their finances, their relationship, the better they're going to perform for you because they're feeling good with themselves, their self-esteem, their confidence is growing. I remember uh, when I was at Flight Center and I had you know physical face-to-face meetings with my team and everything I learned for that week, I would come and teach them and I would share with them. And at the beginning, they were like, okay, but how does that relate? And amazingly enough, I had this girl that used to call in sick so often. She was out of sick day, um, sick leave days, and she was very unhealthy. She was overweight, and she had all sorts of medical conditions, had never been overseas, didn't have a boyfriend. So as you can imagine, with all of that in your life, her attitude is not going to be very good. You know, she's going to be miserable, feeling down, unhappy. How can you see through the lenses of positivity when all of these things are happening in your life? So the more I did personal development with them, all of a sudden she started losing weight. She started to exercise. And, of course, her health got better. So all her medical conditions started to improve. She booked her first overseas trip. I mean, can you imagine what that did for her attitude and her level of confidence and self-esteem, needless to say, all of a sudden she started doubling her sales for the team, improving in the business. Her attitude was better. People wanted to be around her. So it's like, help them help me, you know? Mm. 
you allow them to have a better lifestyle, they're going to perform for you better at work. And it's all through personal development and mindset. I, I love that you say that because that's my passion in life is personal development, mine and everybody else's. <laughs> and so uh, we've got a, some of our clients are, are really getting the benefit of that now and putting on seminars and giving personal development to their team. And like you say, they are getting the rewards as people improve. And I know I've done some training for some of my clients and the people in the uh, classes are saying, wow, I'm going to use this at home with my son or my husband. And you think, well, that's good because, if, as you say, if you're happy at home, then you're also happy at work. And and it's interesting when you say about this person who'd used up all their sick leave. And I know for all of our employers out there and managers, generally there's always one in an organisation who is waiting on the anniversary of their sick leave to be able to take more sick leave and so to be able to turn someone around and help them to be healthier and then not use that sick leave that in itself is a huge bonus and the other thing that that reminded me of was in our leadership programs we teach people to go and share what they've learned and in a couple of cases the participants would go back into the workforce and and they'd start teaching them and initially the team would be, oh, what do we have to know this for and not interested and then it became, oh, what did we learn this time? Come and show us and they would really look forward to their weekly and fortnightly training. So it's interesting and if you're listening to us today and you haven't been looking into personal development and mindset training, there's an enormous amount of information available for free on the internet so you know it might be just enough to get you enthused and to you know start learning a little bit for yourself so Sandra you you also talked before well when I say before during during our initial meeting about team huddles versus team meetings and I know a lot of companies say, oh, they're a waste of time having these meetings. And, and frankly, some of the meetings I've sat in on are really boring and a waste of time. So what's the difference between a huddle and a meeting? Yes, I love this concept, Shirley. When um, towards the end, I was a flight center for 10 years, and towards the end, one of the roles I had, we used to get into the boardroom for meetings. And they were scheduled on the agenda for an hour. And three hours later, we're still there. And there's this whole catching up. How are you? How was your weekend? And, and not only that, after that, there is one problem. And all of a sudden, three hours later, we're still debating about the one problem. And I used to do my heading because I'm a methodical. You know, I'm a Virgo. So for us, it's like, okay, cut the fluffy out and just go straight to the point. And I used to get really frustrated. So then I learned the concept of instead of calling it a team meeting, it's a team huddle. And, you know, huddle is like in soccer ball where that little group goes behind the ball and they just roll it really quickly to get from one place to another. So the concept of calling it a team huddle is that, okay, quick, it has to be 30 minutes or an hour, depending what it is, and it's straight to the point. So what we do is we send an agenda to the team beforehand. That way, everyone is prepared, and they all have the talking points, so they know we're going to go bang, bang, bang from one to another and done. I'm part of that agenda, um, Shirley. So to say that, you know, oh, how are you? How was your weekend? You might think, well, but if, if you don't do that, it might feel like you don't care for them uh, as a person. So instead, number one for us is remarkable victory. Mm-hmm. Shirley, what's a remarkable victory that happened to you in the last 24 hours? So I'm caring for you, but I don't want to hear the whole story about your weekend. Just tell me the highlight of your day in the last 24 hours. 
Then we're going to scorecard report. So anything you have to report in terms of numbers. You know, maybe we had 30,000 opt-ins, and this week we have 34,000. Great. Headlines, anything important that you have to discuss. And then we have issues. This is where you go, this is not working. I'm stuck here. You don't have to solve it there and then, but you just have to report any issues that are happening. And then you just uh, score the meeting and share your takeaway. What was the biggest highlight for you on that meeting? Nice and short. Six things everyone knows beforehand. Everyone can prepare. And we just roll from one to another. Don't, don't, don't. Everyone feels like it was super productive. You get to communicate everything you needed to talk about. And that's why it's called a huddle. Oh, I love it. I love it. And some uh, some of my clients I know st- actually stand up for their huddle because they say if they sit down, then that adds more and more time. So those six things were, and I'm just looking at my notes here, so you might hear a bit of noise as I lift my paper up. So the first thing was, what was your victory in the last 24 hours? What's your scorecard, as in your performance? So if you've got sales targets... Uh, what are the headlines, things that are important that we need to know about? What issues do you have? Report any issues. Score the meeting and then uh, looking at my, oh, the takeaway. Was it? No, I'm looking at my notes here. I can't read that. What was the last one? Yeah, that's the takeaway. So what did you get out of this meeting or what was the highlight of the meeting for you? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, listeners, if you're listening to this today, I mean, you're getting so many practical tips here on what you can do to change your recruitment practice, to change the way that you work in um, with your team and to leverage and become more productive and, and also to be looking at the mindset and personal development for people. And I know the clients that I've been working with over the years I can remember one of my clients and it took him a while to finally say yes to me. You know, I used to ring up and and say, can we have the meeting? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm busy, I'm busy. And it was only through my persistence that eventually he said, okay, we had the meeting. And from then on, he, he tells people that his life changed because he didn't know what he didn't know. And, you know, sometimes it takes somebody to bring that awareness out and you think, wow, how long has that been going on? I never knew that. But unless somebody tells you and unless you're open to being told, then you'll never know. And I can remember just recently I was talking at one of my clients' recruitment evenings and this lady came up and she was in real estate and she was interested in becoming uh, in the admin side in property management and she'd owned her own business and uh, was in music. And I said, how many students did you have? And she said, oh, about 100. And I looked at her and I said, and you don't think that you made a sale every time one of them said yes and, and enrolled? And she looked at me and she said, oh, never really thought about that. And I thought you would be ideal for a role in sales rather than the admin side. And with that little bit of awareness then, and she started to think about it, she was then able to reframe what she did and now she's in business development and and doing great and very interested in personal development. So we're going to go for a quick break now. We'll come back. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and we're having a fabulous learning exercise here with Sandra Bravo. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. You know, I'm so excited. I just love it when I get to interview guests and all these people that are so good at what they do and they know so much and you know you'll notice that that's a passion of mine is learning I can't help myself I just love to learn 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 and then to teach 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 so I just want to say to you listeners thank you for tuning in and I want to acknowledge that you're here because you too want to learn and you want to improve yourself and your business and to help the team and people around you so thank you we've been talking with Sandra Bravo today who is the creator and founder of Amazing Ladies Leadership and if you've been listening you know that she's she's on her game when it comes to leadership and leading and managing people and finally in this last segment Sandra is going to share with us what she means by quarterly reviews. Now we all know it's important to give people performance reviews but not a lot of people know how to do this and Sandra has her own system called IRS. Now, if you're in the United States, that might send a shiver through you going, ooh, because it's the internal revenue, um, I don't know, system or something. I know it's to do with tax anyway, but it's not. In, in Sandra's terms, IRS stands for Initiative, Reliability and Speed. So, Sandra, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what this means? Yes, so the scoring system is the same for everyone in the team, Shirley. The things that change is based on the roles and responsibilities for every person. 
naturally when you hire someone, you will have your um, R&R, roles and responsibilities. So let's say a person is in charge of sending um, emails to the list, in charge of setting up new students, in charge of calling, uh, you know, customer service and help this. So when the quarterly review comes, you tell them, okay, in all these aspects, so email broadcast, customer service, setting up new students, help this, how would you rate yourself from one to five in initiative, reliability, and speed? So you let them score themselves first, then you show up to a call with them, which again is not going to take any more than 30 minutes, where you give them the scoring and why. And we only do one to five, so there's no room for um, ambiguity. How do you pronounce it? Ambiguity. (laughs) Thank you. That's it. So... Uh, basically, one to five is one you're doing terrible. If, if you get another one, we're going to have to talk about, you know, performance management or moving on. If you're doing five, you're doing excellent. So we really want to see them between three and five. I don't want to see anything on the three with my team because, to be honest, that's a red alarm for me. So, you know, they might be okay with email broadcasts. I noticed the last email that went out, the uh, clicking on the picture didn't have the link, the embed link that needs to go to the website. So there might be a, a four in reliability. Um, initiative, they might come up with ideas. I think it would be better if we also resend this email to the unopens two days later. Wow, well, thank you for coming up with that idea. That's initiative, you get a five. And it's speed, you know, I asked you to book me an appointment with someone three days later, it's still not booked. So I think that's number three for speed. So again, you need to be clear on the roles and responsibilities for each person. And then each role or responsibility, you rate it one to five in initiative, reliability, and speed. And then, of course, that gives you room for incentives, bonuses, prices, uh, recognition, etc. Okay, so it's not just uh, initiative, reliability, and speed overall. You're actually breaking it down to the critical things for that particular role and then saying for each thing, How were you in initiative, reliability and speed? So in essence, if you had five things and these three um, scores, then there could actually be 15 scores there. Exactly, exactly right. So if you're in sales, we might be measuring your, you know, calling out. If you're in help desk, we might be measuring how long it takes you to get back to students or if you have any initiative on how to avoid certain repetitive uh, tickets or complaints that you might get. So you need to score each key task uh, that each individual performs within the company. Mm, okay, that's that's a really interesting way of doing a performance review. And so what happens then if somebody does score between one and two? Well, that, as I said, that's when you're going to performance management, what's happening. Maybe you've got the right person in the wrong role. You know, maybe they're great, but the, that particular task is not for them. So you can either analyze who else needs to do it or find out why that's happening. Obviously, if there's a few of twos, that's a person that needs to be out of your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the things that we do is we ask people, <clears throat> if people aren't succeeding in a role, then we have this little saying that says, if people don't give you what you want, either you didn't give good instructions or they're incompetent. And if they're incompetent, is it because they're unable or unwilling? And if they're unable, do they need more training? 
And so what that does is it makes sure that you've given good instructions, that they know exactly what they have to do, and that then you've trained them well enough. And then the third part is really about that attitude. And so I I think that this fits in really well here because now you're scoring on the initiative, the reliability and the speed. And so again, it really is coming into that willingness or, or unwillingness as long as you've trained them and given them good instructions. And so... I just want to recap here. I mean, there has been so much information today and so many takeaways that you could go and implement right away. You know, we we talked about when you're recruiting people and um, hiring for attitude rather than skill and then doing a reference check where the candidate is actually organising the referee for you organizing the appointment and then you're asking them three questions that you're going to be asking the referee and seeing if they match and seeing if there's self-awareness. We've also looked at the importance of providing personal development and mindset training to people which will improve their lives and therefore their work life and your productivity. We also looked at team huddles and we've looked at holding people accountable and sending a report to the team for 30 days and uh, and then finally looking at doing these quarterly reviews and measuring people according to initiative reliability and speed and so when you're leading and managing people there are so many things now that you can incorporate um, but you don't want to do that all at once and so I'm going to give Sandra a few closing comments but before we do that I also want to remind Sandra that to tell us about her gift Sandra has kindly given us a gift of an assessment and you can get that at shirleysradiogifts.com so Sandra we've just got a couple of minutes if you would like to recap and talk about your gift yeah, Shelley, with the gift is uh, another type of personality um, assessment. But the importance of this is because you know who you have in your team. You don't, if you're a humanistic, you don't want to have another humanistic. You probably need a methodical that is going to follow through. You know, if you're a morning person, you probably want to have a night person so that you can have a 24-hour business. If you are a people person, you want to have someone who is a project person so that you complement each other. So this is a really good assessment to do for you and your team. And another thing, like you just mentioned, Shelley, don't go and implement everything. The first thing you can do with is email your team and get them to tell you what are the top 10 roles or tasks that they do. And out of those, which ones do they love and which ones they don't. You want to make sure that out of 10 tasks, they love at least two of them to keep them engaged. And the others, it's okay if they don't love them. But if they don't love many of them, that would be a reason why they score low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so I love that. So there's a takeaway that you can do right now. Go and ask your team to email you 10 tasks that they do and then point out the ones that they love and they don't love and that they've got to have more than two to be engaged. And so you've been listening today to Reclaim Your Freedom, where we really are concerned and committed to helping you to create the business and the lifestyle you love. And Sandra has done it. She is now traveling the world, living a life of luxury, if you like, but she's really making a positive difference. And so today you've taken a lot of notes. You've got a lot of information. Sign up at shirleysradiogifts.com to get that um, person a hero quiz so that you can find out who you are and who's in your team. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us and give us a score. And I look forward to having your company next week where we bring you more information and more expertise to help you reclaim your freedom. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 